Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Your golf game starts with Edwin Watts Golf Shop. W.R. Jackson. Are you ready? Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone. ESPN, brought to you by the Great Stakes and Bourbon List. Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at BowBounds. What was Mississippi Ag is now Ag Up Equipment. And our text line is 601-885-3776. True Maroon says there's no way the GOAT goes out on a loss like that. Um, Rebel Godfather says Aaron Brooks blank. (laughs) Don't hold back, buddy. And so Aaron Brooks catching strays 20 years later in Jackson, Mississippi. That's man. brutal. That's brutal. Doggone says Ole Miss is number three in the transfer portal rankings. If they get Dart, they will be number one and probably overtake LSU, according to Doggone. We'll see the uh, Jackson Dart sweepstakes continue, although there is a lot of confidence in the Ole Miss fan base. If you thought People were hot and bothered over Dart and his future and what he could do at Ole Miss. 
now that this thing has played out the way it is, holy smokes, he'll have to be even more Herculean than Matt Corral. The Out of Bounds show is streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. Our show is brought to you by Corona Premier. It's crawfish season. Get some crawfish from Mudbugs and some Corona Premier. Um, golly, I'm I'm craving some crawfish and looking forward to that. I'm on the road again this weekend. That's not going to happen. That's three weekends in a row. Oh, well. Um, 105.9 The Zone, WRKS ESPN. So, Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, and he will join us at 8.30. Mike Dettelier on Sean Payton's future at 8.30. Is he retiring? Ooh. Uh-uh. He's done it all. He's won a Lombardi trophy. Gotten suspended, so highs and lows. <laughs> you had to throw that in. You love, you love stirring the pot with Who Dat Nation. All right, let, all right, he did get suspended for a year. <laughs> but he has also been the coach of the greatest run. Yeah. And one of the best runs in the NFL the last 20, 30 years, but uh, the greatest run with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, Sean Payton's impact on the uh, economic development, tourism, oh. and just everything is, is uh, the, all these chefs coming. And I, and I know their, their current political leadership has tried to destroy the city because of COVID. But what Sean's done the last 16 years is remarkable. Immeasurable. It is immeasurable. It, you know, we talk about Eli and Oxford, Dak and Startville. MSU's baseball team in Starville. Uh, some of the celebrities in Oxford, blah, blah, blah. Sean Payton's, you're right. His impact is immeasurable. And on top of that, he's got that swagger. There's no doubt. A little Joe Burrow asking that he's maybe at times cocky that can be that can come across in a in an aggressively arrogant way he's but, brash but he backs it up a lot he backs yeah. it up because of how many times he won north of 10 games and in the NFL yeah that's hard to do so he's brash and cocky but he's also smart and talented yeah and understands how to it's still incredible that he wasn't a coordinator yeah that he, he was straight hired from, yeah QB coach to head as, coach yeah that that Loomis and whoever identified Sean Payton. It's not like he had been on a seven-year run as an offensive coordinator in the league. Yeah. No, you're right. Unbelievable. Robbie a- says you're a hater. Yeah. On well, the ag up equipment tax It's understandable. Line. Robbie's yeah. bitter because the Saints are trash. You do drink Haterade a oh, lot. dog? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I drink bucked up energy because it gets me going in the morning well you did grab one yesterday i did notice that and i think i, I got good the, with that the lemon or no it's called uh gym and juice oh like gym the old, and juice like the old snoop dog uh, gin and juice yeah laid back okay. uh yeah so i got the the bucked up energy drink gym and juice it was pretty good it was like a it was, it was a very good flavor love it citrusy look for the deer antlers That's right buck get it bucked up energy drinks Check it out at your grocery store. Let me, let me ask you this no, question. No, don't. Do you believe Sean Payton still has an itch to get back to the promised land? We've heard a lot. Now, he won it, but we've heard from different coaches before that, you know, there's that itch to still get there to accomplish, to su- succeed. Do you think Sean Payton still has that competitive itch and maybe he just needs a year off? 
Or is he? Do you think he's on the back half and he just feels accomplished and there isn't that drive anymore? So, um, I would go the latter, but no, I don't think there's not that drive. Uh, I, I think that you go through this grind and he may again. He got remarried. I, I don't think we're focusing enough on that. He met someone. He got remarried within the last year. He's done it all. He's won the Lombardi Trophy. Made the run with Drew. He left everything on the field. It's that hard to win. He lived in the playoffs. He could easily have another Lombardi Trophy, if not two. And yet he's got one. And that's how we measure greatness, unfortunately, because he is a great Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. He's great. Nobody nobody loses a Hall of Fame QB and still manages to succeed offensively in a different way in the same season. It just doesn't happen very often. I mean, with Taysom Hill. Yeah. I mean, Taysom and Teddy Hill doesn't need to be in the Arena League. And Teddy B. Yeah. Uh, I love, we've had like, what, 10 text messages and that person just called saying, Sean Payton to Dallas. Yeah. And everybody's ready to ship Sean Payton back to Dallas. Do you think... If I made you bet $1,000 right now, okay. Sean Payton ever coaches for a team not the Saints, yes or no? In the NFL, sorry. not, not I mean, he may like coach a Little League game one yes. day. Okay, you, you would bet, yes, he does coach for a non-Saints organization. I, 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 I don't like the bet, okay, first yeah. of all, because I could see him hanging it retiring, up and, going to TV, and, and not coming never back. Never coming back. And this would be pretty early. 58 is still pretty early in today's game. Yeah, but not... It's not well, Jimmy I, Johnson I think because early. Because we think every because Saban and Belichick are seventy and Pete Carroll, but actually, I mean, people with the extraordinary wealth that you can attain and and uh, generate. I mean, Sean's been getting paid eight million a year. But Sean will get a raise, maybe nine he, million. Sean will get a raise if he takes the right network job. No doubt, Tony Romo is making seventeen million a year at CBS. Sean Payton can I I don't know I don't remember exactly what Drew's is with NBC it's not quite Tony Romo's okay but he's getting good. paid nine million a year right now Sean can get it can, Sean can get exactly that if not more from a network and work five months less out of the year and less hours per week right so the months he does Look, work man, be media less. TV even Urban hinted and we can play that audio on the other side Urban hinted at going back to TV and not back to coaching, mm-hmm. which has been a very big discussion point. Boy, Urban was really good on TV. Yeah. Damn. I think he realized that Jacksonville, what am I doing? <laughs> it's like I've won I've won multiple national titles at college and, and played for a couple mothers and had undefeated seasons, and I'm up here coaching the flipping Jaguars. What am I doing? Oh, man. He's grinding, no pun intended. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Oh, man. Um, Chad Bumpus will not be returning to Starkville. There was uh, a lot of scuttlebutt that Bumpus would be the inside wide receivers coach. Then there's rumors that he was offered the running backs position and said, no, thank you. Chad Bumpus will not be returning to Starkville, Mississippi, unless something crazy happens. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Detillier, 830 on Sean Payton and his future. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by the Premium Cigars at Havana Smoke Shop. Visit their two locations, I-55 in Jackson and on the res for your premium cigar needs. Only at Havana Smoke Shop.
Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds brought to you by the spray and bedliners and lift kits at Rick's Pro Truck. So, yeah, the Jackson Dart thing continues on. There's still a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence in the Ole Miss fan base. I think the Dylan Gabriel thing is a gift from the gods. Or from the college football gods, if you will. Um, And it'll make it, you know, that'll get... Ole Miss needs some juice in recruiting. They've done well. They feel like they've... We don't know what's going to happen with these Ole Miss MSU players, but feel like they've done well in the transfer portal. Um... They didn't sign a high school quarterback. They've got Luke Altmeyer on the team. He looks like he's got uh, some skills. Could develop into a good Power 5 QB. Uh, Dart played some for Southern Cal. Um, and and he's got a really good skill set. So you're following in the footsteps of Matt Corral, who was unbelievable the last two years in Oxford. So we'll keep an eye on Matt. Another story, Chad, Chad Bumpus will not be joining the Mississippi State football staff. Evidently, he was offered the running back's coach position. And he, with the wide receiver's coach open, um, Chad was a, a, a really good player for MSU. Uh, he was a good player for Tupelo. Uh, he's well-respected in the state of Mississippi. He's... Um, had a good career. He's still young. You know, he's already a power five assistant. So a lot of good things happening for uh for Chad Bumpus. But he at a time where you need more recruiters on the staff, where, you know, you've already got Ole Miss in your state, but when you look at what Arkansas, Missouri, and and Kentucky are doing, uh, you can't take a step back. And uh, that does not need that does not have to be some kind of X's and O's um, guy. Not that Chad Bumpus doesn't know X's and O's, but you know you'd like a strong recruiter with some uh, ties to the state of Mississippi or the Sun Belt, whatever three or four state area. Especially if you're going to continue to pride yourself on, you know, hey, we get a lot of the best Mississippi recruits. Um, he will not be joining the staff. What does that mean? Well, I think it's uh, I think it's a blow, but we'll see what we'll see. Surely, six weeks later, they don't promote Hollingshead at this point. I mean, when you have done that, December fifteenth. Um, well, then what is taking so long? That's a great question. And did, did is this a case? Of, is there another coach leaving? I don't know. Is this a case of paralysis by analysis? Um. Because how I mean, it feels very cut and dry. You have an open receiver position. Is your you running backs coach losing leaving, or did Lee just feel like he needed to go to inside wide receivers, and that way Chad Bumpus could do the running backs? You've got plenty of guys on that side of the football who know the air raid. So this whole some people have tried to to say, well, you got to have somebody who knows there. You don't. When you hear that, shut that person down. That's nonsense. That's not how business works either. So, uh, and obviously Chad could learn the air raid concepts. I mean, you know, again, we're not, we're not flying to the moon. Routes are routes. Receivers and, run routes. I mean, I don't think and that's, he, he's yeah. played it. He's coached it. He yeah. gets it. He could, he could understand the, the air raid concepts, but 
So that's where you are. Um, Kiffin added the Arkansas uh, defensive back coach as Terrell Buckley was, I guess, the, a mutually agreed <laughs> parting of the ways. So I told my ex, this is mutual. Yeah, it, it's mutual. I'm out, but uh, it's mutual. Anyway, so uh, they went and hired uh, Lane Train. I don't know why I love that. It's like I, I turned into like a 12-year-old. Lane Train. It's just so... And if you say it real, Lane Train, like real, it's just great. You know, with all it. the with all the turmoil around Lane Kiffin's coaching staff and all the turnover that they had to deal with, and and some hires that you say, okay, that's good. Some that you question. Isn't it somewhat ironic that here we sit, just you know, a month later, and it's not Ole Miss's staff that seems to have the most question marks around it, but it's now Mike Leach who seems to be making the poor staff decisions. Well. Interesting, you you framed it up as poor staff decisions. Do you think it was a good decision to not hire Chad Bumpus? I don't. Okay, that's a poor decision then. Um, I don't. Um, it will be interesting to see what he does on with the position, though. Is he going to promote from within a guy who's never recruited and who's not from this area? Or, you know, does he bring in, you know, the Jacob Peeler deal's over. You waited too long on that. He's at Missouri. He's yep. a phenomenal recruiter. He'll probably come in and grab a player or two in the state of Mississippi because he knows how to get <laughs> to Kosciuszko, Clarksdale, Vicksburg, Brandon, and um, Lumberton. Speaking of. Nice. So, now, Terry points out, well, why would anybody take the running back coach for Leach offense? I actually disagree. I thought that if you could ever convince a wide receiver to take that running back's job is that, hey, the backs are going to catch 170 foot. This is much more pro-oriented. And the concepts line up um, for you to teach uh, a Woody Marks, um, a, Dylan John a Dylan Johnson, a Hargrave, how to be an even better route runner. They'll just be route runners out of the backfield. I mean, look at the amount of catches that you have as a running back this day and age. I mean, it's great to play running back in the Leach offense. Are you kidding me? Your second and third leading receivers by receptions were two running backs. Yeah. It was Mackay Polk, Marks, then Johnson before you got to your second receiver. So I, I could have actually, I don't know how that sells, if there was a sales pitch. My sales pitch would have been if I was Mike Leach. Hey, Chad, here's the deal. Before, I, before you say no... Here's why this could be fun for you. Don't think running backs like when you when you played for Coach Mullen. Not that Leach doesn't have respect for him, but Mullen's running some kind of power spread. And don't think Vic Ballard, which was very effective then. I'm not taking anything away from it. But don't think about when Chris Relf was the quarterback and Vic Ballard was the running back and there was a ton of zone read and QB runs. Think about it this way. The last 10 years... My running backs have caught over 1,500 passes out of the backfield. So here's what we're, we're doing, and here's what you will be coaching on a daily basis. What, coach? How to run pass routes. Out of the backfield. Out of the backfield. You know, Florida. But that, that either wasn't sold or it wasn't good enough for Bumpus or whatever. But this is not like what Bumpus went to college or even what you told us. It's not like that. No, yeah. All right. So that would have been the only deal, but I don't know how good a salesman Leach is or 
if Dave Emmerich was doing the selling or whatever. So, again, I don't know how the conversation went down or if, if Bump if Bump wanted to get back to Mississippi that bad and in the SEC he would have and taken closer the to Tupelo, then you take what is offered. Yep. So I don't feel sorry for anybody on that. Um, but I also see Bump's point evidently was, hey, I played wide receiver and I coach wide receiver. Maybe it wasn't done the right way. Also, coaches move around all the time to different positions and learn different, Very true. you know, so very true. Anyway, let me ask you like this. Uh, you know, Billy Napier has caught some not grief, but just, just some online notability because he has renamed his whole staff has like weird names, right? Yeah. His special teams coordinator is called the game changer coordinator. I love it. Maybe Mike Leach, he has outside receivers and inside receivers. Maybe you rename that that running back coach to backfield receivers coach. It would be nice if Mississippi State every now and then got a little creative. Backfield receivers like, coach. Yeah. You don't have a running back coach. Or call him the game changer. There coach. you go. I'm just something. Get creative with it. Yeah. That'd be nice. Not sure that the people around Mike are capable of that. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Woo! Is brought to you by Cypress Depot, the leading supplier of Cypress and hardwoods in the Southeast. Both residential and commercial cypress depot depot in ridgeland great place cypressdepot.com that's cypressdepot.com mike detillier coming up next on sean payton's future you're listening to the out of bounds show fueled by fleetway market whether you're on the road to the tailgate or headed up to hunting camp stop by fleetway market to fuel up the car and the cooler today Everybody, listen carefully. You're listening to the SEC Insider Hit on the Bowbound Show. Fueled by Fleetway Market. Fuel up your car and cooler at Fleetway this football season. Let's go. So, uh, Saints fans, maybe on pins and needles. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, powered by Sound and Communications. SoundcomAB.com. Working with uh, football fields, arenas, churches, you name it, baseball fields, and so on. SoundcomAB.com. We welcome in Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And Mike joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Okay, Mike, what is the latest on Sean Payton? Is he uh, staying or retiring? Man, if I had all that, I would I'd be pretty good with it. Um, I I have always felt Sean would coach this year in 2022, uh, but uh, we've talked about this before. He's not a lifer in this business, and I think this is the first indication that he has now publicly said it. Might have been a private conversation, but um, I think you see now that. Um, the lure of the TV booth is there for him and a lot of money involved with it. So um, this is just, you know, a, a sort of a guess on my part. Uh, I think he does return uh, for 2022, but you can hear the tick tock of a clock running on his time as a coach of the Saints. I mean, that, is obvious was it border how crazy was your show yesterday just uh fans you know listeners callers whatever 
Was it borderline hysterical? No, I, you know what? I, I think it was sort of a mixed group. Uh, a lot of people wanting to talking about the playoffs, and I think that maybe the best playoff weekend you ever saw, sure, so to speak. And you know, thoughts of what happens if, and that had never been part of a conversation with us before. What happens if he leaves? But I, I think it's. You know, you you getting a run here from 2006 all the way at least until 2021 with the same coach. That's a long time in this business. You know, and there's not a lot of guys that are walking that can say it. You know, Mike Tomlin has had a great run. Bill Belichick, unbelievable run with the Patriots. But you know, Sean, you knew uh, just by kind of personality that this day would come and i i do think he has given this serious consideration i, I have no doubt about it that mm. he's given it serious consideration but uh uh he is a football coach by heart and that that that's part of it and uh, i was at a clinic this is a couple of years ago and his mentor bill parcells was there and he talked about coaching and how coaching is like a narcotic. You can't get it out of your system. It's always there. Uh, you know, so um, I, I get it. The last two years have been difficult for this is not like going to work at 7 o'clock in the morning and knocking off at 6 o'clock at night. You're putting in a ton of hours. Um, it never leaves you. You're dealing with issues that <laughs> uh, with players, assistants, everything else around you. And you couple that with also having to deal with COVID issues, relocation issues this year because of Hurricane Ida, uh, the injuries, everything sort of mounting. And so I, I could see why. It's taken its toll. Uh, I had a former NFL coach live maybe a quarter mile from me. And every year, you know, he'd always, you know, the season was over. Uh, the second day he would show up at my house, he looked as though he had been in a fist fight. I mean, it, you could see it had taken its toll on him. Uh, a couple weeks later, he was fine. But that mental and physical toll uh, does take place, mm. does take place. And unless you've been, and there are other professions that it does the same thing. Sure. Uh, that you, you get that. It's not, you know, because I hear it from a couple of people about how they work in 20-hour days. Oh, okay, you, you might be up 20 hours, but you clink in the glasses late at night, you know, uh, you are doing other things. You're not working 20 hours a day. Uh, for coaches, it never ends because, uh, you, you don't have somebody as a chief of staff come into your office and tell you, well, you know, a special teams guy, he, he's, he's feeling okay today. Okay. Uh, you, you going through a lot and it's a lot of processing. So I can understand the lore, uh, because the money's there. 
you know, from now all these huge money deals from a Fox, from an Amazon, to try to get someone who like Sean, who's who's really good on the air uh, when he wants to be. Man, those coaches shows we do. He's uh, when when he's on, he's really good. Now he's got other nights that maybe uh, uh, the fastball isn't coming in at eighty-five miles an hour. Well, you know, Mike, let me ask you this: Do you read any anything into the fact that he just got married? And you know, I mean, it's kind of a new chapter. Uh, you know, maybe I think uh, for everyone, your personal life has something to do with it. I think in that sort of decision, your personal life does. Uh, have some factor in it that I don't think there's any question that that it at least has some. You know, I'm I'm not in that house, so it, it's difficult to answer that. But um, I I could see where it would be mm-hmm. because you know that wife's like, wait a minute, did I sign up for this full time? You know, where, where's our time together? And it's limited, and like I say, that's just not coaching. You, 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 you've got some other lines of business that also have similar type pulls and tugs at you. Mm. All right. So you think he will? So if you had to call, like you said, if I had to call it today, and I don't know 90%, anything, eighty. Uh, anything from him, I would say he is going to return. Okay. But uh, it would not shock me that he would walk away uh, either. But I think what this is telling me is something I've sort of known a little bit for a while, that the tick-tock of a clock is now ticking even louder, that he won't be coaching in the NFL. Mm. in the near future. Now, for Saints fans, they don't want to hear that, but that's that's just the obvious uh, at this particular point. And he always, too, you, you, and I always bring this up, he, that he always had number nine that could fix anything, so to speak, in that locker room as a leader at quarterback. Didn't have that this year. How coincidental, isn't it? Uh, and, and you know, we, we've talked about this, that that guy made so much of a difference on and off the field also. Not having Drew. No doubt. Uh, and, and so you, you know, yeah, you get so, it. All right, Mike, you, you, here's where I, I, here's my takeaway from listening to you. Drew's retired. He just got married in June. And... You throw in COVID and some other things, and he's done it all, and he's he's hoisted the trophy. So, I mean, that's kind of all happened, bam, bam, bam. And, you know, and, and my question is, if he does decide to, and I know how driven he is, and you've mentioned it, and I've read Jeff, Jeff Duncan's book. I mean, he is the ultimate grinder. But what, is he ready to get, if you're, if you're waffling, you know, and you're debating it to this point, can you get back in the saddle? And be all engines go again, Mike? Yeah, uh, because I think he saw that with his mentor in Bill Parcells. 
who every year went through a, a similar situation. Um, like I said, I had a neighbor, a friend of mine, who played and coached under Paul Brown when he was in Cleveland. And he would always tell me, Paul would quit every year. <laughs> but he said, you know, a couple of weeks later, Paul was fine. But he said it, it did. And he said, you know, we talking about 1950s, early 60s, that that's a lot different than today. Because you sort of ruled the school when you were the head coach. You sort of ruled everything. And, you know, it, it's a lot different today. There's a lot more distractions. You're dealing with more players. You're dealing with contracts. You're dealing with money. You're dealing with bigger egos. That that part of being a head coach at that level uh, brings on a lot of responsibilities. Now, you get paid a lot of money now. You get paid a ton of money. But there comes to a point where do you want to deal with it anymore? And do you want to, you know, live a somewhat normal life where you can leave from an airport on a Friday morning and get to your destination of when you're going to do a game and you spend the weekend and by Monday morning you're back home mm -hmm. and you're making somewhat the same amount of money? Yeah, no doubt. He, he's making right. nine plus. They'll offer him that plus, yeah. Oh, Good point. no question. But the thing about it is there's no bigger rush. Uh, that that void is there when you don't have those players and that camaraderie and that ability to love the grind where every week it's you preparing. Okay? Every week you have that in your head of what you want to do and the feeling of winning. Um, and then winning becomes fleeting. Um, yeah. Uh, Bill used to always say, man, uh, you know, we'd have a big win and I'd run off the field. And instead of enjoying the win, I'm thinking about the next week. I mean, literally within minutes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, bow. And, and, you, and you flip it. <clears throat> and it, it, it becomes that. It becomes that quick. Uh, of what it's about. Let me ask that, you this, Mike. So she's she's 20 years younger than him. Yeah. I just think yeah. there's something to I mean, you know, obviously he's excited. It, it's a wonderful time in his life. He was able to meet someone else that he wants to spend his and, life and with. And they had been together for some time before, <coughs> excuse me, before they got married. So it's not like it's the first time for her, so to speak, in this environment. Because they had been uh, together now for for quite a few years, so it's not like it happened just last year. So she she's been used to it, but there comes a point where it's hey, uh, I actually want to see you now and then. Right, right. I'm thirty. I just think yeah. I mean, he's fifty seven and he's a youthful fifty seven, but she's thirty seven years old. She's had a career. She seems smart and sharp. She's gorgeous. And I just wonder, you know, hey, look, we got married June 18th, and we got to spend about 10 days together, and then boom, you're, you're gone for six months, literally. I mean, before I get up and I go to sleep, before you get back. 
yeah, we we had this conversation with Abear last night, and um, you know, Bobby's like during the football season. Um, I used to say, he'd tell his he told his first wife, "Hey, look, if the kid starts crying at one o'clock in the morning, you got you better get up and go deal with it, because you know uh, I'm preparing for the week." You know, it's not about just about practice and going to meetings. I was bringing that home with me, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, he had hired outside help to help his wife with the children and everything else. And he said, you know, you living your own life as a quarterback. So he says, I get it because we're putting in, you know, basically like a head coach, almost the same amount of hours that, yeah, uh, I'm. I'm at the facilities at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm getting ready. We're going through game plans. We're looking at film. We go through practice. We go through game planning again. Okay, I'm back home, but I can't get it out of my head. So I'm, I'm looking at it again. I'm studying it again. I'm going through different tendencies. And the home life is that you want to be involved, but to what extent? Because you really sort of mentally not all the all in. That's how consuming this game is. That that's yeah. how much it is. And uh, Bob had told me the story already because, um, you know, like you said, man, Mike, it's a different life. Uh, and like you said, uh, you know, he knew I was doing something uh, full time before uh, into the broadcasting deal, and he's like, you know, it consumed you too, the exact same way. Uh, that you know you you there, but are you really there? And until you've been through it, you know it, it's not like well, I got the weekend off and I'll go here and there with the kids and the wife, or I'll go fishing, or I'll go hunting, or I'll go here and I'll go there, and I'll spend time with them. Like he said, hey, for those six seven months, you your life is consumed by the game, and that's what Sean's going through now. And My, it's different at fifty-seven, fifty-eight. No question. Than it is when you forty-nine, fifty. It's it's different. Uh, you know, um, I say this about older players uh, because I heard Clint Eastwood make the the line about uh, uh, you know what keeps your longevity going, and he said, "I, I never opened the door for the old man. I, I don't want the old man to come in my life." But he said there are moments, you know, sometimes he's getting out of bed, you know, things don't feel quite the same. And, uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, your memory may be a little bit, you know, shook. But he said, you know, when you get older, the battle is not the health. The battle is keeping the old man out of your life. And those type jobs, the old man got a key to the door. Yeah. And he can walk in, and he's sort of telling you uh, certain things. And you see it, we see it in players. Uh, you know, it was funny. Uh, this weekend, I saw the old man have the key for Tom Brady in the first three quarters. You know, that old man had a key to the door. He yeah. was in, he was there. True. And then, and then you know, Brady got a little bit of luck with it. Shook it off. Turnovers. But what he did is he grabbed that old man by the belt and he threw him out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that, and it's, but not many people can do that. 
And to see the longevity of a Belichick, a Tomlin, a Peyton in the same spot is remarkable today. It is. It's remarkable. I, if this, if he retires, is this Mickey Loomis's? Well, first, how, how much longer do you think Loomis wants to do? He's been in this, you know, in the saddle for a long time and been super successful. But is this Loomis and he'll run the whole show to make a hire if Sean does decide to retire, Mike? I, I think the one other person that will be involved would be Dennis Lauscher. Uh, Dennis has been sort of the chief financial guy uh, for this football team and has been sort of the right-hand individual for Gail Benson for any sort of matters of this extent. So I think Loomis certainly will have a major say, but I think Dennis will also be there uh, in the decision-making process. Uh if Sean would leave, and, and this is hypothetical, <clears throat> if Sean would leave, I'd be shocked if Dennis Allen didn't get the job. Wow. Okay. Defensive I'd coordinator. I'd be shocked if he didn't, uh, because when Sean was sick, you know, and had and when Sean had the COVID, Dennis sort of took over. And Dennis has had a uh, head coaching experience in the NFL before. Uh, with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, but I think that that's probably where they would swing to as as far as a head coach. <clears throat> and we're talking hypothetical if Sean would leave, let's say, within the next few days. And I think he'll make something um, official over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. I, I really think, and, and that's why my belief is that he will return. Because I think Sean's the type of guy that if he'd leave, I think you'd probably know about it by now. Okay. Wow. All right. So that's a lot to uh, digest there in New Orleans. And we'll see what happens with the Super Bowl winning coach. Greatest coach in the history of the franchise and one of the probably top three or four coaches, football coaches on the planet. Um, but here, here's the crazy part. See, most of these people outside of New Orleans was trying to tackle him to another team. But we sort of knew that it wasn't necessarily him trying to go to another team. That team was the TV booth. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, like you said, the money, the opportunity, and and the schedule. A lot less stress. No and we've and we've seen it before John Madden made that transition uh John never had a TV or radio show and then he goes on national TV to become an announcer uh Gruden uh did the exact same sort of kind of roll into the the TV booth uh Bruce Arians did it for a couple of years uh so that's we've right seen coaches uh, uh Bill Walsh did it uh, people might not remember, but Bill did it for NBC uh, for a few years uh, when he retired from the 49ers. So that that part, and Bill struggled with it. He really struggled with it. Uh, before he had passed away, he had come down here. to uh, He was the winner of the Pete Rosell Award, and he told me about, you know, he, he really struggled in the booth. Now, Sean, he ain't got that issue. 
Sean can talk, and he's he's not uh, going to be sensitive about being critical of a player and a coach. And I think Drew went through that this year. He he had a difficult time with it, and that's the hardest thing for a former player or a coach to be critical of another player or a coach. It, you you go through that, uh, and I get it. Uh, John had his own style, and he did it his own way. But I think for most people getting out of the game and into the booth, it is a difficult move for them to say anything negative about another player, another coach. Uh, Sean, he won't have that. Sean won't have that issue. (laughs) (laughs) He won't have that issue. I love it. Mike Dettelier on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk next week. All right, bud. Take care. Oh, man. Sean Payton will not have that issue to call out a coach or a player if he's a color analyst or a studio analyst, which is good, right? Because Tony Dungy and Bill Cower are worse than watching paint dry. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcomab.com. The leading the leader in audio and visual for churches and businesses, churches, businesses, and sports venues and facilities. Soundcomab.com. That's sound and communications. Soundcomab.com. Uh, straight ahead, what's happening in Oxford, Mississippi? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.